When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Now, see, Luann, you low down and you wrong. You wrong. You know damn well you could have asked me to be on that damn Christmas song that we haven't seen released anywhere, okay? Especially if you weren't going to put it out. You could have asked me to be on it. Look, you know I got a little vocals. Hold on. All I want for... Ooh, child. <laughs> I meant to sing the line they were singing in the song, but I, I, hell, I didn't forget it. Look. Maybe that's why you did the right thing, actually, not asking me, hell. Now, I would have messed up your damn song. It's your weekly unscripted episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2 the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me.
What in the world did we do to deserve such a good week of reality TV? Oh, hi, guys. Oh, my God. I have been just laughing for I don't know how long now. Potomac, this week was so damn funny, and the previews killed me. I don't know if they're... Listen, we can put Kim and NeNe, like, super close to the top. Kyle and Lisa Vanderpump do not compare, so let's not even put them in the conversation. We can put, like, Bethany and Ramona maybe in the conversation. But when it comes to Housewives, like, ongoing feuds... I got I'm, I got to give it to Giselle and Karen. I'm sorry. I know that might be disrespectful to some of the housewives of years past, but man, they no matter what, you can rely on those two to give you the foolishness, the laughs, the cackles, the pettiness, the anytime that's like you know how everybody got those two aunties that can't stand each other. One of them might be your mama <laughs> and the other one is her sister. But no matter if they are ever in the same room, you, everybody's kind of on pins and needles because they think somebody is going to swing at a moment's notice. You just don't know. Y'all, ooh, those two are so damn funny to me. This cast, perfect. Don't replace nobody. Perfect. Perfect cast. And you know what's crazy? I feel like I say that every single season about Potomac. Like, I don't know if it's production or what, but they do not miss. See, this is the perfect combination of production not wanting us to get bored. So we actually switch storylines and we progress and develop and all like this. It's perfect. Like, reality TV shows need to, with the exception of all, you know, Carlos King reality shows. Everyone else needs to take notes. Potomac has been doing it and doing it right, okay? They've been doing it right, and they don't need to replace no damn body. I don't know what this show or Bravo will be without Karen and Giselle. I love, they, Potomac also has my favorite housewives duo. You know, I love them mean ass, petty ass, messy ass, green eyed bandits. I'm the third one. I'm about to go give me some green contacts like Kenya and I'm going to do the damn thing. Okay. Ooh, not me dragging Kenya. You know what? Let me not bring Kenya into this. Okay. Y'all, some people have been asking me why I haven't been really talking about the bachelorette this season. And I usually watch it like in my stories, but I don't really talk about it on the podcast. Honestly, let me just, I'm just go full disclosure for you. I'm just go, you know, put it all out there. I'm gonna put it all out there for you. Bachelorette is kind of boring to me now. Not necessarily because of Katie, not necessarily because of the actual bachelors. The formula and everything just doesn't compare to the other reality shows that I'm watching. And that's just true tea. I can't lie about it. That's just what you need to know. Listen, let me talk about a couple other shows. And that'll explain why The Bachelorette just doesn't really do it to me. Actually, let me take a moment to convince you to watch the other shows that I'm watching. I'm watching The Bachelorette. I'm two weeks behind. I won't lie. I'm going to catch up, though. But let me convince you to watch the other shows I'm watching. One of them, of course, is Love Island. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, then you know I'm obsessed with Love Island right now. I watch the U.S. version. I'm watching the current season with Cachet and Cinco and Trina. Not Trina the baddest bitch. Representing for the missus. All eyes on your riches. No time for the little dick. You see, the bigger the dick, the bigger the bank, the bigger the bands, the better the chance. Not that Trina. I'm talking about Trina that's in the love triangle with Cinco and Cachet. I'm invested in that, okay? I, I be forgetting other folk names sometimes, but I'm invested in that show, and I know I want Jeremy to go home. That's neither here nor there. But that's the USA version. The UK version is 
so good. Oh my God. And I just found out there's an Australian version too. So I will be starting that too. So I'll be watching US, Australia, and UK all at the same damn time, okay? All at the same damn time. There's going to be a Kendrick variant for every Love Island. See, you got regular Kendrick right here. I'm going to be watching the USA version. Then you got uh, 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 the Queen's English Kendrick. He's going to be watching the UK version. And then you got, hello, mate, uh, Thor, Ragnarok. He's going to be watching that Kendrick. He's going to be watching the Australian version. So it's going to be a good time. I'm obsessed with Love Island right now. I cannot get enough of it. I'm watching season five of the UK. You know, that's with Mora. Let me tell y'all something. Mora came in the house. She said, oh, y'all want a character? Y'all want a character? Oh, I got you. I got you. And Mora, listen, that little boy that she got flicked at that house, she talked to that man so damn bad, but I loved every minute of it. I'm not going to lie. I had to watch through my hands a lot of the times. I was like, this is the best shit I have ever seen on TV. Her cussing that man out multiple times was everything I needed it to be. Oh, I'm just, see, I'm only like, there. okay, so let me warn y'all. If you're going to go down this Love Island journey, the U.S. versions don't have that many episodes. I think it's like 30 a season, maybe. That sounds like a lot, but child, it'd be like four episodes a week, so it really ain't that damn much. I mean, it's a lot in a week, but, you know, you just crank them suckers out on the weekend and you good. The UK version got like double that, like 50, 60 in a season. So you be watching for a long ass time, but I'm watching while I'm working. You know, I work from home still. They can't tell me to come back because, you know, Delta variant out here, Lambda variant. We not, uh-uh. I ain't fooling with them. I'm not coming back to work just to hear y'all cough, okay? I don't like y'all like that. I'm just going to be real honest with you. Whew. Listen, start watching her, okay? If you like Love Island though already, then let me tell you what else you need to watch. HBO Max has a, you know, they, they're pretty good about the reality game too. And they bring a lot of shows over from the UK, but this one is American made. They have a show called F boy Island that just premiered this week, three episodes. You can watch all three. And then we learned in uh Dr. Monica's clubhouse room that there's going to be another three this upcoming week. And then it ends with the final four episodes. So they are really, they giving us what we need. Okay. So you can binge all of them every weekend. It's going to be some good stuff. Let me tell you about like, let me tell you kind of the premise of F boy Island. So on F boy Island, they got a group of like, Ooh, I want to say like 20, 21, 25, something like that. It's a lot of dudes, all different, diverse cast, like black, white, Asian, uh, Latino. You got all kinds of men, all of them on the island. They got them competing for the hearts of three women. So there's Sarah, there's CJ, and then there's Nakia. The point of the show is they eliminate guys like every single week. And, but like half of the guys are nice guys, not good guys, nice guys. The uh, the producer said that they were like very, very careful with like how they worded a lot of this stuff. So not necessarily good guys, but the nice guys. And then you got the F boys and they have to try to eliminate the F boys every week and keep the good boys in the house and then pick one of them. But the F boy, if they last at the end, gets the opportunity to win like a hundred thousand dollars. So it's a mess. So we, the audience don't know if they're a nice guy or an F boy until they get eliminated. But some of the guys we kind of have a good idea about because they, 
just trash. Like they trash in a lot of ways, like in their confessionals, in they uh, 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 talking to with the other guys. Like one of the guys was like, yeah, you know, she kind of boring. I don't even think she can really read and all like that. And one guy been going back and snitching and telling it all. It's a mess, but it's an addictive mess. So if you like Love Island, The Bachelorette, all that kind of reality TV, check it out. HBO Max, we three episodes in. You can watch all three of those and then catch up and watch with the rest of the world this upcoming week when we've got three more episodes, okay? <sighs> okay, I just want to take a minute to kind of convince y'all to be watching that with me. So, why don't we go ahead? I got a little formula for this episode, of course. Of course, I'm going to kick it off. Well, I just kicked it off with trying to convince y'all to watch F-Boy Island. But now I'm going to get into the encore. And then I'm going to talk about a couple other things, other shows, really. And then I'm going to end it off with Potomac, which is oh, the, the just the, the apple of my eye. You know it is. I just I just love all of them. I just, I'm just on the high from that new episode and from that preview. It's just, man, oh, man, the, the world is a lot better when Potomac is airing. I can't say the same about a lot of other housewives, but I can definitely say it about Potomac, okay? Let's go ahead and get into the encore. Okay, now remember, last episode, Nivea ran up out the house and ran up on Keely before she ended up leaving the house entirely. I think, like... I think we were all thinking Nivea was going to just cool off and come back. But Suh is gone. Suh gone. Like gone. They started the episode off with Fallon saying, do you think we're running folks off? (laughs) Girl, yeah. Duh. Shit. But listen, y'all are giving us good TV, so I'm not fucked up about it, okay? Run everybody off that you want to. Even though I love Nivea, bring Nivea to R-H-O-A. Bring Nivea to R-H-O-A. Bring Nivea to R-H-O-A. I'm not going to say it again. This brings the people in the house total down to seven from nine. Still a lot, but you know, because remember, Aubrey left even before Nivea considered leaving. They need to now like recut all of the parts because Nivea sang on a lot of the songs. Irish and Lamisha are in the kitchen fuming and still referring to them folks as Phineas and Ferb. You know what? <laughs> Pam and Shamari are sad, but clearly 702 without Mila, so just. 7-2, I guess. I don't know. 0-2, maybe. 0 I don't know. They're feeling the ways the most. Felicia, Fallon, and Keely are all outside fuming as well because they need, you know, for folks to have tougher skin and to finish the damn project because they tired of, you know, running bitches off. Anyway, Lamisha, who's inside, wants it to be known that everybody can get it. Like, everybody. She wants y'all to know that it's on Sight with anybody and they all live in the same house so I'm guessing on site it's gonna come pretty fast she's mostly mad because Nivea was defending her when she left they go outside and they started with the twins and this scene is fucking hilarious Misha is mad and now she walks over and is like y'all better quit talking and they like uh Ain't nobody said shit. <laughs> like what? Misha said good. Cause I will handle both of y'all. I'll handle the both of y'all. Child, the producers had to come in and step between them and get, it was a mess. It's at this point 
that now Misha declares that she too is leaving the house. It's now the next morning and Iris is lamenting. Y'all better get into this vocabulary. Don't do me. Okay, I got degrees like uh, Dr. Wendy. Just half the amount, okay? (laughs) I only got two, but that's okay. I know lamenting. Y'all better get into it. She's lamenting about the Cheerio twins, as she calls them, child, (laughs) and saying a hard head makes a soft ass. Listen, one of the listeners, one of my listeners commented that in their review of my podcast saying that there's one, there's, you know, one of their favorite sayings of mine that I got from my mama, basically. See, I was a child and I was praying for a hard head so that I could have, you know what, <laughs> you know what, never mind, let me, this is about to become an X-rated podcast, let me just, let me stop, let me move on, okay, it wasn't until I was a teenager that I became, you know, I fully started, you know, kind of understanding what a lot of them country ass sayings meant, like when she would tell me, you think you nickel slick, but I got your penny change, like, get, what, like, can I go to my auntie house or not, like, what, what is all this you saying, like, it, it used to be a lot, but now that I'm a little older, I kind of get it, I, I get it now. Keely goes to reveal to Aaliyah, the choreographer, that Nivea is gone, but not just gone, like, she gone, gone. She also warns her that she's not sure if Irish and Lamisha are actually going to stay or go. We actually cut away at that moment, and <laughs> they're telling Pastor Pam and boom, like an 808 Shamari, that they're leaving for sure. We get, like, a rare Carlos King sighting, and bitch, Carlos King came up in there with 13 masks on. I know the fuck that's right, Carlos. Listen, the Delta variant is out here. The uh, uh the Lambda variant is out here. The Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated variant is out here. I'd have on 13 goddamn masks too. I'm not playing with y'all around here. Hell, I already, uh, I'm already out here scared to walk around. I barely leave my house as it is and I'm vaccinated, okay? I know y'all heard the story about that group of friends <laughs> having what you call a intimate gathering. And Delta ran through that party like the Tomb Raider. I know y'all heard about it. Delta ran through that intimate gathering like Sha'Carri Richardson. Delta ran through that little intimate gathering like uh like Day Day was running around that car when Baby D was chasing him in next Friday. Y'all heard about that. That Delta variant ain't playing with our asses. I don't blame Carlos King. I would have had on 13, 14 masks too. Downstairs, the remaining few ass group members are talking about how they don't want anybody to leave. Felicia said, even Aubrey. Keela said, now I know you just emotional right now. <laughs> she said, I absolutely wanted Aubrey ass to leave, okay? Child, 24 hours ago, the group had seven members. Now they got four. Seven to four. That's three. Three people you lost. But so did Destiny's Child. So, I mean, y'all can make it work. I mean, Destiny's Child had Beyonce. So, uh, y'all got Irish and Alicia. Y'all will make it work. <laughs> Let me stop. I actually love the scene when Misha and Irish come to say goodbye. And, you know, the twins and the sisters, they're hugging and crying and everything. Child, just six minutes ago, y'all hated the hell out of each other, but now y'all emotional. It's nice to see, though. I like to see that. But see, I have a question. Do y'all think there was a physical altercation? 
Felicia was watching her words very carefully and was saying like, you know, I don't know what led to that in particular, like not, not everything like that. And it made me seem like production came out there and got involved for a bigger reason. Like, I don't know if they would get involved in just like regular arguments because we've been watching this show for weeks now and they argue from start to finish on the episodes. So production finally popping up and being involved it seemed like it's for a bigger reason. I don't know. I don't I'm just I'm just pondering. Y'all don't mind me. I'm just just musing out loud. After Pam tries to politely imply that the twins are to blame for everything, <laughs> the twins go see Keely to have kind of just like a, a, a private little conversation with her. Felicia outright tells her, We need you. We need you to be the fifth group member. Keely is worried that, you know, it'll seem like she's a hypocrite as if, you know, that's what she wanted all along. Child. Felicia said, no, it won't. You stayed after everyone beat you up, so to speak. And almost literally. <laughs> Listen, Potomac and Encore are funny as hell to me. Look, you ain't never lied. Them folk have had to stop themselves from putting hands on Keely since episode one, including the damn twins. That's what's funny. Child, Keely is conflicted. She doesn't know what to do. I guess that's our big, you know, climax of the episode. She's she's conflicted. Cosign pops up at the house and everybody is kind of surprised. Because we all thought that, you know, my good sisters, the King sisters, a.k.a. the uh, the Cheerio twins, <laughs> had ran his ass off into the hills. I thought the hills were alive with music. He apologizes again, and he wants to be there to witness and be a part of this women's empowerment movement. They all accept his apology and tell him about the departure of the other ones. Because now, you know, once again, you know, we down from nine to four. From nine to to four maybe five if keely jump her ass up there and do a one-two step like sierra but i don't know if she go do it they all you know accept his apology and they tell him about the departure of the other ones Oof, they departing like a damn airport it's ridiculous people went from atlanta to detroit from from atl to det or well nivia live up the street <laughs> nivia live in atlanta so it's atl to up the street, goddammit. Mom, come on back. We see she's going to be in the finale, so hopefully she comes back and be a part of the group. And, you know, Nivia, do what you need to do now. So, 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 see the baby. See the checks in and gets an update on this bald headed ass group. Because <laughs> last time she saw him, it was a whole football team of members, and now it's a damn barbershop quartet. But before we go any further, they have to vote for a new queen with that ugly ass crown. Y'all know I talk every episode about how much I hate that damn crown. It's not Beyonce at the Grammys when she was pregnant. It ain't a Solange on Saturday Night Live. It's a, it's given Marshalls. Like it's given TJ Maxx. I don't know what that crown is supposed to be, but I don't like it. It comes down to a tiebreaker between Keely and Felicia and Felicia wins. They go to work with Cosign, and when them folks start, you know, talking about preferences of the original versions of the songs over his versions, why did I go to Wikipedia to check his page, you know, like he told him to do last episode? Child, Cosign got hits, okay? Hitting tons, okay? That man did 
Anaconda for Nicki Minaj. He did dance. Ass, 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 For Big Sean and Nicki Minaj. He did Birthday Cake for Rihanna. And he did all them damn Empire songs. Empire on Fox. Y'all know with uh, Brashear and, and Chad with all them, you know, Cookie Line. Them folk. I couldn't even remember them damn people now. See, Empire, that didn't impress me too much. But he did a lot of the songs for Star, too. Now, look. Star used to come on after Empire. That show, now Star had the hits. Star's soundtrack was gooder than a motherfucker. Yes, gooder. Gooder than a motherfucker, okay? I, I don't know why I... No, don't much. See, let me not. Let me not before Lee Daniel sue my ass. I mean, he looked like the suing type, so I'm not gonna... I ain't gonna sing all that. But look, Star had the soundtrack, okay? They even added Kiki Palm and Brandy or something. Look, they, they had the hits, okay? Cosine made a comment about the demo version over his versions. And of course, Felicia gets offended and she leaves the studio. She goes to pull him aside to talk, you know, just basically lay everything out on the line and bring up the demo comment. He apologizes, but I laugh because <laughs> it's one of them apologies like, okay, girl, yeah, okay, now where are we going to eat it? Like, let's go get some some appetizers from Applebee's. Like, you know, come on, shit, now. Nah. You know, one of them apologies, you know, you don't really want to give the apology, but you so damn beaten down and tired of arguing. You just like, you know what? The girl, huh? Yeah, you got it. You won this round. The, the war is far from over, but I'm going to give you this round. Ooh, she accepts, and hopefully this is the end of the feud. Baby, the most tragic part of this episode was this damn wardrobe fitting that Sita set up for them. I fucking hollered when that man asked Pam, so what's more comfortable for you? Like, do you want like a, you know, a whole church robe, or do you want a turtleneck? <laughs> He about to have Pastor Pam dressed like LL Cool J in the 90s. He gonna put on a Kango hat and some baggy pants. Come on, LL Cool Pam. Pam gonna be dressed like a damn pilgrim. Look, <laughs> Plymouth Pam, you know what? <laughs> that fitting was horrible. Horrible. See, excuse my French, but the man they had doing the wardrobe, was a new sis, okay? <laughs> he was a new sis, okay? He only been gay a couple of weeks. Like, he, he ain't been gay that long. Like, he, he just decided he might want, you know, some some yam-yam, you know, because the fashions were... It, it was like... Ooh, it was... Uh, it was like the best that Coles had to offer. Like, it was very much giving Dick Sporting Goods. Like, I don't... I, I don't, I ain't, I ain't like that cheap shit. I don't know. We end the episode basically with their little dance rehearsal and they're realizing that Keely, at least like she needs to, she need to be up there to be dancing or something. Cause that's really what they need. Meanwhile, Keely is outside on the phone with her husband saying, child, I may have to do this show and I might have to be in this group. Listen, that KFC chicken really scarred Keely's ass, okay? Even though she's the one that threw it. I don't know. I'm excited for the finale. I want to see what's what. I want to see who coming back. I want to see who's going to give what needs to be had given. That's what I want to see, okay? The Encore, once again, fantastic episode. I don't think we've gotten a bad one this entire season, but what else do you expect 
from a Carlos King production, okay? Y'all, let me go ahead. I'm going to transition over. I'm going to talk about a couple of other reality TV moments first before I get into the newest episode of Potomac. So let me start off by saying Family Karma ended this week after nine episodes. Nine episodes. Nine. N I N E. Nine episodes. Not even like a, you know, a, a, a little piece of 10. Not even a little 12 or 13. That would have been a real good number. You know, we like them kind of seasons. That's, oh, that that would have been fine. Really? Nine episodes? For a show that delivers week after week? Like, really? But don't worry, though. That cast gave us the the 10th and final episode of the season on Watch What Happens Live this week. Did y'all watch that shit? It was, it, oof. That episode, it was going perfectly, perfectly fine. Nothing was amiss. It was nice. You know, they had the, 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 some of our favorite cast members there. We were definitely missing some, but it had Anisha. It had Brian. It had Vishal. It had Monica Vaswani, not Brian's girlfriend, because apparently they've broken up. And Bali, you know, our favorite auntie, not auntie. So, you know, a good a good cast of five. You know what? I was convinced, actually, that they didn't need a reunion. I don't consider this to be a show that needs a reunion, but I wouldn't be mad at one. You know, when I think about it, because people have been trying to convince me that they needed a reunion... I would love to see like an all cast member episode and then see an all auntie episode because that'll be it right there. The parents, the parents give more than some of the main housewives on other shows. So you put auntie Lopa on one of them damn shows. Now that'll be a T right there. Y'all need to start the, the real housewives of Memphis and let Lopa do what the hell she needs to do. Okay. Listen, that episode was going swimmingly. It was going fine. And then they got to Andy asking a question. He said, of course, it was viewer submitted, quote unquote. That's what they say. You know, Andy messy ass. He probably thought up that shit himself. But he asked the question. He said, is all of this between Monica and Anisha really because of that comment that she made last season referring to when they all took that big, like, you know, party bus down to, I forgot where they went Fort Lauderdale somewhere, somewhere outside of Miami. And, uh, they, you know, she said, I think the question was at the table, where is Monica going to wind up tonight? And she said in Brian's bed, you know, everyone laughed except her. And so Anisha's like, yeah, I mean, that's the only issue we've ever had. So yeah, that's, that's gotta be where it all stemmed from. Monica jumps in and says, no, I beg to differ. I actually think it started when I started, you know, I have a better, well, she says something to the effect of uh, when I started getting close to your mom, you know, something like that. And Anisha was like taken all the way back. I don't know exactly what Monica said, but it was a cheap shot. Like it was a super cheap shot. It was implying basically that she's closer to Anisha's mom than Anisha is. And we've never gotten that impression on the show. So it's, I don't, it was a weird comment. Bali especially took a lot of offense to it. See, it's really good to have on these shows, a character like Bali, 
because Bali is really like a go-between between the two groups. You know, she's young and fun enough to be one of the, the regulars, but she's also, you know, in her 40s. So, she you know, she's mature enough to be one of the aunties. You know, she can kick it with Auntie Lopa and Reshma and uh, Krepna. You know, she can kick with all them if she need to. So, she's a good go-between. Bali was offended. She was like, why would you take that cheap shot? Keep in mind, Brian, Benny, and Vashal, they just in the corner, just like, you know, they, they trying not to laugh. They just looking. They don't want to get involved. Anisha's clearly pissed off. You know, she's like, I don't know why you would, you know, wait till we came on here to say that. You know, like, that's an ignorant comment and stuff like that. She called her. They were going at it. And, like, the audience, child, you know, watch what happens live. It's back to a, a live studio audience. So the audience was, ooh, ah, yeah. They, the dramatics. The dramatics. Like, it was dramatic as fuck. I don't, who it's dramatic as fuck. Like, so Monica, I don't know. Monica, you did a lot there. Like, I've seen people say that they felt like Monica could be a little underhanded and I get why. Like there's a reason why Anisha has kind of always been like the fan favorite of the show. Cause she really is like the most relatable, the most like I'm not putting on airs. Like, you know, she's just like that cast member. So we all really like Anisha. And so Monica sometimes tends to like put on that. She's the perfect good girl. And according to the rest of the cast, they make it seem like she isn't necessarily the goodest, <laughs> she, uh, the goodest. <laughs> you know, they they seem to be to have a different impression, basically saying like, you know, she puts on for the show or she's a different person on camera than she is off camera. So, oh, Lord, it's a it's a lot that kind of that rubbed me the wrong way. But everybody was talking about it. I hope they get a season three because, Lord. Family Karma brought it, and they bring it every week. I'm glad they're following behind Beverly Hills, so I'm sure the ratings were were good this season. I just need just give me one more, just you know, just give them another chance to you know have another great season, and let's just you know keep them on air. Let's have them like a a Married to Medicine or a Shaw's or a, a Million Dollar List, you know, another non housewife staple on Bravo. I love me some Family Karma. I love me some Brian Benny, some Vashal, some uh, Richa, some uh, 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 Anisha, Dylan. You know, I like all of them. I like the Patels. I want to go to the Patel compound one day. I don't know if I'm ever be invited. That's okay. One day, maybe. I know Lopa lives in Memphis, too. I'm going to link up with my girl Lopa. You know, we might go eat some barbecue. Not at Rendezvous, because that's played out a little bit but we go find somewhere to go and i'm gonna help them fix the relationship between vishal and richard you know they they say us together but you know i'm just in case i need to do something i'm gonna i'm gonna help them kind of figure it out before i chat and get into my opinions about roni this week let me actually throw it over to my girl nimade who has some opinion you know we're we're a little protective of ebony okay and she has some thoughts about how she kind of feels like production may or may not have set her up a little bit this season. So let me throw it to Niamade. Hey, it's Niamade, that African butterfly, here with just a few words about New York. First of all, um, I really think that the producers set up Ebony. Um, of all the people in New York that could have picked to introduce into this cast that they already knew was pretty conservative and pretty, you know, fragility-ish, 
Um, they could have picked anyone, but they had to really pick someone who would bring them, you know, bring them the task for it, which part of me loves because that's what they need. And part of me was like, you could have like maybe brought like a Brawin on first and then like an Ebony because Ebony isn't just like black. Like that's her career. That's her like her livelihood like that's what like it's part of her personality because she's constantly fighting for justice and for things to be better so it's not like when they say like let's talk about something else like that is a majority of what she talks about and I feel like the producers like underestimated I think how the audience would take that because they're losing votes I think they thought that the audience would be like oh yeah woohoo arguing but they're really like oh no this is ridiculous because so many people in their audience are a Ramona and a Luann and they don't want to see it or hear it so oh, that's unfortunate but it is what it is um, I hope they have some more laughs uh, I have more thoughts but I'll share them more on the what else is going on podcast so check me out there bye that's a great episode by the way if you don't listen to Taria what else is going on make sure you check out that episode she had Nimade on and they talked about the tings okay all the tings that's a great episode listen People either love Ebony or hate Ebony. They either love Ramona or hate Ramona. They either love Leah or hate Leah. (laughs) There are a lot of polarizing people on New York. I hate to even put Ebony in the polarizing category because the reason why some people tend to hate her is very different. Catch my drift. Then why, you know, some people hate other cast members. We won't get into that because I've gotten into it many a time on this podcast, okay? Let's talk about this past episode. Thank y'all for not being weird. I really want to thank y'all because I know many of y'all hate Leah, okay? She is, you know, really falling from grace. I don't mind Leah nearly as much as everyone else. I actually like Leah. I'm not going to lie. I think, but you know, I'm, I'm way more attracted to a villain than I ever will be a hero. That's just the way it is. Except sometimes in Atlanta, you know, I, I love Portia and I appreciate Kenya. So that's always been kind of a thing. Nini, I don't know what the hell Nini was. Nini was, maybe Nini was an anti-hero. I don't know. (laughs) See, now we're getting really into the shit. I'm not getting into the shit. Okay. But thank y'all for not being weird. Y'all weren't being as weird as I thought y'all were going to be on social media. See, the crux of this episode was Luann getting the girls together, like I told y'all at the beginning of this episode, to sing one damn line in a song. Now look, whether it was one line, one word, one verse, one chorus, or if you wanted them to be the, the bridge queen like Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. I give my life, my strength, my will to carry. That's the least I can do. Let me cater to you through the good. Let me not get sued, okay? Listen, no matter what you wanted them people to do, paperwork should have been in place. And I'm glad that people were on the side of, yeah, paperwork should have been damn done, Okay. I didn't think it was weird that Leah was asking all these legal questions because, uh, duh, that's what the hell you should be. We can't sit up and criticize Erica Jane for quote unquote, not knowing what was going on child, but then punish Leah for asking the questions. We can't, well, child, we can do anything we want to Jen Shaw. Cause oof, 
Yeah, I'm ready to see that case play out. Okay, listen. <laughs> um, we can't, you know, vilify Jen Shaw in a lot of ways, but then question Leah for not wanting to get put in a legal predicament. So I'm glad that y'all weren't being weird about this. The only place I would have accepted people being weird was if they said, well, damn, couldn't you have handled that beforehand? Or, well, damn, did you have to bring it up at the party? Now, see, all of that, I can agree with. I can get on board with that. You ain't have to ruin the damn Christmas party now. <laughs> you ain't have to bring it up at the Christmas party. Damn. Ain't nobody sat on, sat on Santa Claus' lap yet. Ramona trying to get some dick. That's why she <laughs> she all over there and that man whispering in his ear. He half her age. I don't blame you, Ramona. Get, get what you need, okay? It was, listen, a lot goes on on these Rony episodes. It's a little hard to keep up. <sighs> but I'm glad. I'm just... I'm glad y'all weren't being weird about this because sometimes Bravo fans, we are very one-sided. Now, not me. You know, I see all the sides, okay? I see all the sides. But, you know, sometimes people have their favorites. They look at those people. They will make those people always right and everybody else always wrong. So I'm glad y'all were able to see, like, okay, we watching Erica Jane play out, you know, on Housewives. She telling us all kind of stories. You know, last time we saw her, that man had fell in a ditch. We didn't know what happened. He was just, you know, sitting at the bottom of a trout, just just waiting to get rescued in, in a damn trench, like in a ditch, you know, in the in the damn Grand Canyon, just waiting for somebody to fish his ass out. We didn't we whew, we didn't know what was going on. So we can't be mad at Leah for you know, <laughs> for wanting to ask a couple questions, ask the questions. Luann was getting very defensive, though, like very defensive quite often. And you know what? She does that a lot. I feel like Luann feels like people should not have the audacity and should not have the unmitigated goal to ask her questions. And it's like, no, that's about legal stuff. You know, you, you've been arrested now. Though. <laughs> I'm not trying to be up in a, uh, a, I'm not trying to be in Lynchfield or Wentworth or wherever the hell you was at doing your time. I'm not trying to be like that. I just want to handle the logistics of the legalities and I want to move the hell on. I don't want to do all this with you. I'm not trying to do all this with you. I concurrington. Okay. I love it all. Now, listen, I'm excited for this upcoming week. I'm excited for Black Shabbat, okay? And now, look, y'all being kind of weird about Black Shabbat now. Don't be weird about Black Shabbat. Well, mostly Ramona. Ramona was being weird about it. The fans didn't seem to mind. But look, I'm a black person. I name a lot of stuff the black this, okay? I want y'all to know when y'all come and look, this gonna be this gonna be blacknificent, okay? This gonna be black blackitudinal. It is. It just it just is. Get over it, okay? I need y'all to know that's why I warned you right there in the title, okay? This is uh Black Fourth of July, aka Juneteenth in July, okay? <laughs> this what you coming to if you coming to my damn party, okay? Don't worry, I'ma burn up the hot dogs like you want me to. I'ma have smoked sausage, the red one, on the grill. You know, I'ma have burgers and I'ma marinate the steaks. Do y'all marinate y'all steaks in uh, uh Italian dressing? Fire. I'ma had them on the grill. Don't worry about it. Had them on there for a little bit. The corn, the potatoes. You know, we go do what it do. A little scramps. You know, might put a lobster tail on there. Just kidding. Yeah, y'all ass ain't worth all that now. You coming to my house? You better <laughs> bring your own buns, motherfucker. Quit playing with me. Listen, 
I'm cool with Black Shabbat. I'm ready to see what Black Shabbat, see if it's going to give what it had needed to have gave. Now, y'all know normally I would talk about Beverly Hills too, but they were off this week. We need to address with Bravo. Bravo is doing this thing. This weird thing where they, they're doing this thing where they drop the mid-season trailers and then they just take a break. And it's like, okay, for why? For why? Like, what's the point? What you taking a break for? Like, you just now building up steam and you got to take a break. For why? For why? I don't get it. I'll never get it. I don't work at Bravo. Not my business. I'm going to just wait till y'all come back, okay? Have at that. That's what I'll do. Oh, Lord. You know what? Let me... Oh, boy. You know what? <laughs> a motherfucker's tired, okay? Bravo wears my ass out, okay? But you know what? I'm ready to move on to Potomac. Hey, have you guys checked out The Dip? It's the site that allows you to read articles about some of your favorite shows written by experts and fans focused on depth, not on clicks. Their personalized subscription site allows you to follow high quality coverage surrounding the shows that you love and the shows you love only. I just got done reading an article about WandaVision, you know, one of my favorite MCU projects, and it said the only logical follow-up is Howard the Duck. It's insane. I mean, I love it. Check out the link in my podcast episode description. Click around on some of those articles and sign up for the dip today. Before I get into my thoughts on this amazing episode of Potomac, let me throw it over to my girl Kaya from the Bravo Wild Black Podcast and from the Melanated Bravo Clubhouse. You know, she does that with me and Aaron from Bravo Wild Black. You know, she was devastated, distraught that she couldn't send in a voice note last week for my one year anniversary. So she had to make sure that she sent me one this week. Check out her thoughts on Potomac. Okay, hey, it's Kaya from the Bravo Wild Black Podcast, and I want to talk about Potomac. What a fucking season. Am I right? It's just so refreshing um, just to see everything moving so fast. I mean, it's not the same thing over and over again other than the beef with Karen and Giselle, which is literally classic. This is like a classic Housewives beef that we are witnessing history in the making it's getting better and better each episode that passes by um Mia I love her I don't know it just seems that she wants to start shit for no reason and I'm loving it I actually really like Candace this season which is definitely a huge difference from seasons past um I'm loving this new Candace I think that I want to adopt the term townhouse Candace make it townhouse Kaya I like that she has her new house and she is in stepmom mode and she's hosting the ladies and she's, you know, she's a good time. She can't sing at all, but her acting is way, way better. I don't know if y'all saw that Christmas movie. It was a great movie. Um, so looking forward to that. Definitely need to laugh uh, when it comes to her singing. As far as 
Giselle and Robin, you know, they are always up to absolutely no fucking good, and it's hilarious. Even Giselle's pajamas are questionable. Karen calling out the fake robe. I, I need to go on. I think that's the Real Housewives. Uh, the Real Bad Fashions, one of my favorite accounts, and he always calls out if something is real or fake, so I need to do a fact check to see if that's a fake robe Versace robe or not. But either way, it's just so damn entertaining. Um, um, I like Ascale so far, but hopefully she has a few more moments. And as far as Robin, I 100% understand what she's talking about. This pandemic, you think that because you don't have to do as much, either go to work or have as much social events, that it gives you ample time to work out. But it's something about this pandemic that makes you not want to work out even more. It's just, I don't know, it's just a ugh, like a mood that comes over you. So that was definitely relatable. This was a great episode and next week will be even better. Nothing but facts, okay? The episode opens with Giselle going to see Cal's bad hair doing ass, okay? <laughs> She's shooting the cover to her uh, podcast. See, I actually really like their podcast. Robin and Giselle have one together called Reasonably Shady. I actually do like it. I listen to it every week. And I actually like Giselle's new confessional look. Actually, I like all of her confessional looks this season. I thought she actually really stepped it up in the style department. Now, look, day-to-day fashion, I don't know. I don't be looking like that. But the actual confessional looks, I think she gave what she needed to give. You know people don't like Giselle, so they're not going to give her her props. So I like to make sure I give her her props. I like to give people their props when they do right. You know, it took Karen a long time to finally get them wigs together. She's got, they've come a long way. I will say that they've come a long way. I like to give people their props when they deserve their props. Anyway. Giselle and Cal are talking about, you know, her breakup with Jamal and uh, Grace trying to pass this damn driving exam. And somehow they end up, all three of them, talking about whether or not they should invite Mia for drinks somewhere. I was drinking a milkshake, so I wasn't really paying attention to that part. But they send her a text message saying, let's go together to get some drinks, but without Karen, Ashley and Michael go out to eat and she's gushing over Michael and, you know, how she loves him again and yada, yada, yada. Michael dumps it on her that his ass is getting into the movie business. Listen, the last thing the world needs is Michael Darby in a room with a casting couch, okay? <laughs> argue with your mama, don't argue with me. The last thing the world needs is Michael Darby in a room with a casting couch. We do not need Michael Darby, Michael damn Darby, in charge of any blossoming careers, okay? He's talking about he's going to be the money behind the movies and, you know, we'll help go find the directors and all that kind of stuff. Let me find out Michael trying to give Harvey Weinstein a second chance, child Ashley tried as politely as possible (laughs) as politely as possible to steer his mind away from that shit talking about well you know we got to make sure we we got enough money you know to buy pampers and you know we gonna need some Similac and all that girl y'all know damn well y'all got enough money but I get it okay (laughs) I be trying to steer his ass away from that too you don't need to be around nobody under the age of 50 okay 
We check in with Karen's bad cooking ass. <laughs> and she talks with her daughter about her hometown, Surrey, making her an ambassador. Child, it, it ain't like they had any other options. <laughs> you know what? Let me stop before the uh, the great council of Surrey come after my ass. We also check in with Mia. And this scene is a wee bit triggering for me. Just a wee bit, Okay. She's in one of the chiropractic offices and her son actually FaceTimes her. He, you know, well, she asks if it's okay if Gordon takes him to practice. And baby, Gordon was already in the background like, what? I thought you were taking him. That's husband language for, girl, I was going to use him 30 minutes and jump on Pornhub or XNXX while y'all were out in the car. <laughs> Now he got to clear his schedule to take that boy to practice. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, let me stop. Seriously. The reason this scene was so triggering was him. He was like attempting to guilt trip her in front of her son. Like, really? Like, this is the third time he's expecting you to take him somewhere and you didn't broke your promise. You need to find a little balance in your life. Uh, listen, what the fuck you not going to do? is chastise me in front of my child, raggedy ass. She hurry up and she ended that damn call. I don't blame you. I bet he got an earful that night. Robin continues to tell us a little about her, well, what we're perceiving as her depression. She's gained weight during the pandemic and wants to get back into shape, even though she still looks like a stellar athlete to me, but I get it. I get it. We get, <laughs> we get an outdoor workout with a scholar and Wendy child, Wendy barely trying. She like, look, I just got these titties. I ain't trying to fuck around and hit this dumbbell against this titty. And then it look lopsided. I know that's right, Wendy. And then they get into some gossip before they get to the gossip though. Candace calls to basically set up the end of the episode. She told them that, you know, I've sold my town home and I want to have a pajama jam. Robin lets it slip out. You know, she lets it slip that, you know, she's invited all of the others, including Mia. And this conversation really triggers the next conversation, which was about Mia's text messages. <laughs> Mia said, in response to Giselle and Robin, you know, when they said, let's go get drinks without Karen. She says something to the effect of, unless you want to talk about business, there's nothing we need to talk about. I can link you with my assistant. Ooh. I know you fucking lying. <laughs> I know you fucking lying. Robin responded back and she said, well, that's a rude response. Like, what am I missing? Mia said, you know, she apologized if it was rude. And then she did the at Giselle. She said, well, I'm only going to address you. And I'm just saying that I'm being a direct person. Now, while all of that was going on, Karen goes to have a little key key with Mia. I do want to say one thing, though, and it's something that keeps bothering me episode after episode, season after season. And it's something that, uh, shout out to my girl, Stephanie, from the Mocha Menace podcast. It's something that we've talked about many a times. Karen keeps blaming her issues with Robin on Giselle. And you know how, uh, quote unquote, Robin is stuck up Giselle's ass and like all the kind of stuff Robin does Giselle's bidding. And I kind of hate this narrative that Karen is pushing. It might be truthful. You know, a lot of viewers feel that, uh, you know, Giselle and Robin are up each other's ass and are always speaking for the other one. But my issue is that she's putting it all on that, but she's not talking about how she constantly 
talks bad about Juan. Remember, that's why Juan didn't want to go to the couples party like two episodes ago. He don't like Karen because Karen always, no matter what, is going to find a way to bring him up in the conversation and put him down. I think that's a lot of y'all's issue. I don't know why you constantly trying to shift the focus and stuff like that. It's, it's something that's always been bothering me. I needed to say it out loud. Argue with your man, but don't argue with me, okay? Mia makes it known that her issue was that Giselle put stipulations on this like little meetup. Child, Mia and Karen were cackling their asses off. Cackling like witches. This shit tickles me, okay? Karen was loving the mess and I was too. But don't be shocked if Rob and dive on y'all asses later on. Oh, let me stop. <laughs> I'm not going to promote violence, but y'all know Robin be ready to go. She TTG, okay? She TTG trained to go. Okay, Robin. Side note, I love seeing Candace in the studio. We rarely ever see Housewives actually put out albums. <laughs> we see them in the studio all the time, but we rarely ever see them put out albums. But mostly, I wanted to say that I love her new confessional look, okay? Potomac is bringing it this season. I have never associated Potomac with fashions, and I still don't. <laughs> but they've been looking good as fuck, okay? They've been looking the fuck good, okay? So I'm a, I'll leave it at that. Child, we see Giselle taking Grace to take her driver's permit test. And look, she didn't failed once again. Poor Grace. But let me tell y'all, I'm the twins in the back seat, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't take shit seriously as it is. But being in a super awkward environment when you can't laugh is going to make me laugh Three times harder than anything else in life. They were back there trying not to laugh at Poe Grace. And Giselle didn't make it any damn better. Glancing back at him and smiling and stuff. See that? Oh, Lord. See, I'm sorry. But that scene had me in tears. That was funny as hell. All of them petty. And you know what, uh, Giselle? You passing that petty down. And whenever, if I ever have kids, I'm passing it down too, okay? <laughs> Let's jump to Candace's pajama jam. The ladies start arriving. Karen first, then Robin, I think, or child, I don't know. Hell. <laughs> Let me just say, I'm, <laughs> I'm team Robin when it comes to wedding gate, okay? Why is Karen pushing so hard for this super spreader wedding? Like, I don't understand it. Like, I get Karen wants to have this, like, intimate affair. But it seems like she is so, like, ridiculously focused on Robin and Juan. Like, I don't get it. Like, why do you want them people to have a super spreader wedding so bad? Let them people get married when they want to, girl. Listen, I hollered when Candace said she forgot to invite Ashley. That shit was funny as hell. Now I know damn well y'all got a RHOP group chat. Hell, it's a damn iPhone. Everybody got group chats. You know you could have invited the damn girl. Send one message to the group, be done with it. You over there calling and inviting people individually. You didn't forget to invite that damn girl. <laughs> Thankfully, Ashley ass was in labor anyway, too. So no harm, no foul, I guess. Wendy, Zenwin, <laughs> Dr. Wynn is the bomb, Okay. Did Wendy jump and just become like the baddest on the show? Like Wendy, I don't know. Wendy is killing it. 
Wendy is killing it every single time she walks on screen. They bring up the text invite and Giselle clarifies that she didn't want Karen there because she knows Karen already and wanted to get to know Mia in an element like without her friend. Now, do we believe that? I don't know, but it was a good excuse. Karen bought it. So shit, I'm a bad too. Okay. (laughs) Mia finally arrives and they get right into it. Karen makes it known that like, you know, basically we all agree shit was just said wrong. They then like all start to argue and it gets to a point where a scholar, you know, Robin's friend jumps up and says, I want to speak because that text Mia sent was like rude as fuck. Mia says, well, how many businesses do you have? Robin said, what the fuck do they got to do with anything? (laughs) Listen, Mia, I don't know how to handle, I don't know how to take Mia, but Mia is tickling the shit out of me. Like Mia is like the Potomac version of Kathy Hilton. I don't understand any of her points and she can't add that good. And like, she, I don't, I don't know where, where her sentences are going to end a lot of the time, but it, I'm enjoying it. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> I don't understand any of the points she tries to bring up, but I'm along for the ride. Okay. Candace has to end up breaking up the damn fight. She like says, okay, look, let's play this damn game. That's not going to get us drunk. Cause we all will get bored with it. And, not good at it, no way. Mia ends up pulling Giselle aside and they quote unquote make amends basically because Mia bows down to Giselle and doesn't because <laughs> Giselle was not about to buzz. She was like, I ain't said shit wrong. Like you were just rude. That's all it is. And Mia's like, yep, you're right. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm, you're right. But Lord only knows how long this amends making will last. They seem to be friends in, you know, in current day. I know damn well Wendy and Mia ain't so who only knows child they start playing damn uh never have i ever and i got kathy hilton flashbacks once again with me it's the damn two truths and a lie or, or three truths as kathy hilton plays mia look i hope you're not in charge of no damn books in your business like i hope you got quicken <laughs> quicken books or account temples i don't i hope you got some shit because yeah it <sighs> It ain't some, some ain't, it, it's not, the calculator ain't adding up to the right numbers. Like, I don't know what's, what's, what's supposed to be adding up, but Mia, okay. Mia's a great addition. I will say that this cast is, this cast is perfect. I'm loving it so far. This season has been immaculate so far. I'm loving Potomac, y'all. Before I get out of here, I received another well wish another congratulations from one of my listeners who has been so supportive from what feels like forever now it's crazy to think that i've only been doing this for a year then it's also crazy to think that i've been doing this for a whole year but anyway that's neither here nor there let me play this last congratulatory message and then i'm gonna get on out of here see ya kendrick kennessy my friend this is mimi in the very off chance that you put this on the podcast, don't come find me. I am a private citizen. I'm just sending you the very first voice memo I have ever done on this Instagram just to say you have brought me so much happiness. I love your content. I love chatting with you. I look forward to every new release of your podcast, and I'm so happy to wish you a very happy one year anniversary and I cannot wait to see and hear 
what is coming next. Thank you for bringing me along for all the cussing and fussing. It has been fun every single step of the way. through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple Podcasts or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.